Big J Ogerson, uh, who's hilarious. And, yeah. Uh, I'm so excited to have him on the show because you are one of the best storytellers, too, in New York. Oh, which you never get that. You know, I mean, everyone knows you're one of the best New York comics, but I think, like, you know, like you and Chris Gethard, you guys are all up there as far as, like, hey, you can make, like, a 15-minute story work, you know? Oh, yeah. You know what helped me what I was doing that was uh, years ago. It really did change the way I even did stand-up for a long time. And, and then it, I think the progression went. I was just doing pretty much straight up, like, jokes. Just, yeah. I was always, like, dirty, too. So it was like... But it was like, you know, just ideas like, you ever watch porn and notice the blah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> observational. And then like anything that was like autobiographical was just so like, you know, so my mom called me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, DC Benny, you know DC Benny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to run these storytelling rooms at a uh, zinc bar on I Street. I remember that place, yeah. I, I still, it's still around, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a, still there, but, a there's a, uh, but it was called Urban Myth, this thing he did, and it was a storytelling and he would always tell me, he's like, no pressure to be funny. Just kind of go up there and do your thing. I never got mixed in with that moth. Uh, I would actually the whole storytelling petition to the moth. Like, not petition, I'd just say, hey, I'd love to do a show. And, they're like, and they would almost send, they would send me a thing back almost like, yeah, but these shows, it's not nonsense. So, you know, they're really like, you have to be able to tell a story. <laughs> you don't just want to come in here and try to be funny. It's like, it's got to be, I'm like... I go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't even care. Why even care? Like, I got like, that I did gibberish. Like, yeah, like, not, that, not that I was doing them a favor by offering the yeah. jokes. I was, yeah. especially yeah. that time in comedy, I, no one knew who the fuck I was at all. So it was like, I was more just doing it. It's like, hey, this would be a neat thing to do. And it's like, yeah, here's a lot of rules, man. Like, you know, you <laughs> I, I took a 15-minute break from working at the Strand to give you this. <laughs> <Yeah. email>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um. DC Bay started doing the storytelling room, and I would go do that, and it was it was cool because it was these long form things that I would never even think to do in a stand up yeah. set. Because I'm like in my mind, like I was still adhering much more short jokes. Not the yeah. every thirty seconds there should be a laugh comedy bible bullshit, but like definitely, uh, it was still a time where I would be frazzled by too much silence, which I think any comic knows like such a milestone in comedy once you're like not a no fear of the, the crowd being quiet right. yeah. or them not getting it and just like being up there and not feeling so exposed like is my dick hanging out like why right. am I so you <laughs> know, I'm still not over that hump they didn't let <laughs> <laughs> well it's like a, it's so uh, it's one of my favorite things to observe especially in a, I love a young new guy who comes out or hasn't even done it yet and it's like yeah I'm thinking about doing this I love the my favorite plan for a new guy is uh, you know I'm, I'm just going to try it man I'm just going to go get fucking hammered and go up there and just talk. And most of people go, it's like, I'm not afraid of bombing. So it's like, I'm going to go up there. And it's like, man, the, the feeling, the first time you get on stage and you have that thing in your head, because it's unspoken, but when you're writing something, you're like, hey, anybody ever watch Jerry Springer? And what's up with the thing? And the guy comes out and then she goes, man. And in your head, you're not writing it in, but you're going like, laughter. <laughs> I'll sit back, take my moment. And it's unwritten, but it's part of it's it's part of the yeah. rhythm you've written. Yeah. Like you're trying to write a song basically, and that part of the song is yeah. laughter yeah. where you lay back and then and then maybe even slide that last song goes, or uh ba 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 and then get that that next laugh. But as I was saying, you know, you're like, I've written seven minutes of comedy. And then it's amazing how that becomes two minutes as soon as you go Hey, blah, blah, blah. And the crowd just stares at you where you thought there was a You go, I, I, um, uh, you guys, uh, um, so then, and then you're like, in your mind, you're like, just bail on the whole thing, man. Give up on the whole thing. They take that pause. You know, you can tell. You see somebody new go up like at a mic or something like that. Yeah. They take that minute, that pause, and then and then they go back into it with the confidence that they just murdered, <laughs> murdered with that joke. It is going on the road and having like openers on the road sometimes is so fucking yeah. great. It's just the, uh. <laughs> I like the reaction to something that didn't actually just happen. You know, it's like, so my name's blah, 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 blah. And the crowd's just stone face and he goes, huh, I mean, you guys laugh, but I got to live with that. <laughs> no one laughs. You guys are thinking, what? <laughs> it all added up to anything. <laughs> oh, man, I, was, so, I, I did a show in Staten Island like a month or a month that I had the loony bin or whatever, I was, like, headlining a Sunday night or something there. And it was actually, it was, like, one of those things where I was, like, the only way, no material. You know what I mean? In yeah. a half hour, just crowd work. It actually went well. But then I went afterwards, and there's this dude in the back 
it was like a Halloween night, but he was the only one who showed up in a costume, like this young Guido guy dressed as Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. And he goes, yo, I think I could do this. <laughs> you know? and I was like, oh, yeah, man, you got to bomb a lot. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm not going to bomb. <laughs> in an Austin Powers. Not, Austin not even a Borat. Like, it's not even something relevant. Like, somewhat relevant. Yeah, that's even more relevant than Austin Powers. Like, I guess his Ace Ventura costume is in the cleaners. I love the, the long-gone delusion of things. One of my favorite moments in college, there's awkward things, too. I went to South Jersey at a Rascals Comedy Club at one point. Yeah. And, uh, and that's closed now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's all closed down. But, like, I, I went there. It was one of the first places they ever let me a headline. And they're going to make off weekends, off nights and stuff. But I was doing some night, and Chips Cooney was opening for me. You know Chips oh, Cooney? Yeah, Chips. I know. The, I, I did a show with him. He's, a, he's an old old man at this yeah. point. Uh, he does, like, the shtick is, like, fake magic. He does, like, magic. But it's, like, oh, okay. terrible. But it's on purpose. Terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, and I'll, I'll start this by saying, like, when I first started for a long time in the black comedy circuit, I used to, like, do a bit, like, I'd get down to my underwear <laughs> like, so I got them out of work to, to, just to kill because like it worked right. and everybody you, you don't know any better there's no one in there coming and going going like dude that's not comedy you're looking at a jerk off and yeah. I'm like I'm murdering <laughs> so you couldn't tell me that. but I was a little removed from that by this point and uh you know, he's a 50 some year old guy and just like the awkwardness of like he's opening for me which always makes you feel because there's always oh, like yeah, there's always the, the guy's also always got the chip on his shoulder a little bit too about yeah, it you know yeah you feel that. And I remember he's wearing a top hat and a tuxedo, you know, an ill-fitting tuxedo. <laughs> I remember at this point, I'd just gotten off. I did yeah. a, a tell brought me out to do the East Coast leg of the Insomniac tour, which was huge for me. Right. Just the no, experience. That's... But I'm not even there's, – there was no hardness in me at all from this at all. Yeah, it was like completely like, wow, we were on a tour bus and going down. And yeah, it was yeah. a cool David, experience. David Tell knows my first name. I, know, I, I mean, like, I would be excited now. To, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. It was, it was insane. It was, huge it was insane. So, like uh, – I'm just coming off of that. I'm feeling good. And I remember, like, you feel like you say the wrong thing. Like, this guy is standing there, and he's a. Uh, he goes, so where are you? Uh, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? Are you on the road a bunch? And I was like, oh yeah, well I just got off the road with David Tell. I did the Insomniac tour. Then he goes, he goes, got clubs or like theaters? He was doing. I go, yeah, no, he was doing theaters, man. It was pretty cool. And uh, he's tying. He's wearing a top hat. <laughs> and he's tying a cape around his neck, looking in the mirror, and he's actually going like, what's comedy? He goes, he goes. Oh, Tell's doing theaters now? He goes, good. He's a good kid. I like that kid. Like, yeah. You see all the words, you're like, he's not happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at that point, you just got to quit, you know? Yeah, it's, so it's weird, but so when someone never gets past the uh, the delusion. But to just to, to take back a few steps yeah. was uh, was doing uh, those things. I would do the storytelling rooms, which made it much more yeah. like these long-form things that I was still trying to be funny. And then that's when the Boston Comedy Club was still uh, active. And I would go... From the storytelling room over to the Boston, I would try like just one set, you yeah. know, here and there. I'd be like, let me try to plug a story into a set, and then I got known mostly for doing stories. And I would have these long form stories. The problem with doing stories and not writing like quick jokes, then as a comic, is it starts to take its toll in the sense that you're like, I don't want to. I mean, some comics don't give a shit about that, but I can't yeah. go up there and say the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I go fucking insane. I'm I'm intrigued by comics who. Uh, who I've known for a decade, who have done the same like front to back. Yeah, it blows my mind. I'm like, how is that just? What's the, it's not fun. Like, right. this, once this stops being fun, well, then we're working. Man. We're we're right, right, right. What yeah, are we doing? Yeah. Actor. So, um, and then so when I started getting sick of doing the stories, it would always be like, I, well, I'll keep like one story, like a big story to, to close with, or something, or something in the middle. And the rest, I'm just going to try to like go off the cuff. So that's when I kind of developed more, just doing it like that, and right, 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 some kind of a hybrid style. Of, uh, of doing that, but I think... What do you think is the dumbest thing you've done when you started out on stage? Like, the dumbest move you ever pulled? Getting down in my underwear. Was yeah, that's pretty dumb. It was really, like, Jenny and Forrest Gump. It was really hilarious. What is the context of the bit? Like, even, I, don't, I don't need one, but so I mean, bad. like... It, no, you need... It, it, it was priceless. It was, uh, I get down in underwear. Um, it was like, it was like leopard print bikini. They were so bad. But it was... <laughs> But it was, but it was, it was oh, rooted off. Oh, well, you left that little detail out. Yeah. Well, I, start, well, I started off. I started off in the black rooms, just in the black yeah. comedy rooms in Philly. That's all they had at the time. Yeah. And it was comedy cabaret. It was funny, but like, just like in my friendships, and, and you know, as a teenager who I was like hanging around, like, uh, it was a pretty 
wigger society that I was like, uh, like rolling around in. So I always enjoyed what I enjoy. Like, so it's like it's funny. Like, it's like under whatever the facade of what my look was ever at any right. time in my life, I was always who I was. I was I was pretty much an individual, but I always wanted to assimilate. Looks wise, I really did. I didn't want to be like different. I didn't want, like I wish I would have maybe as a younger person like decided like, well, no, I'm gonna wear you know a leather jacket with you know pins all through, you know dice. safety pins or whatever, yeah. just something like yeah. whatever it was, and listen to the music outwardly that I wanted to listen to. But I was like, everyone listens to rap, I'm listening to you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone got this haircut, I'll get this haircut, and I want to I want to wear the same clothes everyone else is wearing, what's stylish and popular. I, I always yeah. wanted to go. With the uh, grain, so when I started off in those black comedy clubs, like it was very easy for me. Metzger yeah. and me started together, and Metzger had like uh, just no footing. We found videotapes recently. I got them of uh, me and Kerr starting up. Oh, it's it's just hilarious because like no, I'm destroying. <laughs> I am, and those tapes remind me I got to be a little easy when I see young comics too, and I just want to just write off as like ugh. I'm like. Dude, somebody should have yeah. written me off by far. I mean, every yeah. first of all, if you fast forward through my thing, every joke's like, you can fast forward from a minute to 20 minutes in, and I'm kind of like, and when you're fat, and fat people, and then your fat guy has <laughs> yeah. to always be a blah, 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 fat. Yeah. And uh, just like, just the vernacular I'm using with like, all like, you know, what up, yo? Anybody else? <laughs> who, who from West Philly up in this motherfucker? <laughs> oh, bitch up in a club. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt had these great. He was so funny, man. These great jokes, but it was like so not right for the room. They just didn't give a shit, and he's so funny, and he's just staring over them. He never makes eyes about the crowd. And after every joke, he asks if the light is for him. There's no light happening. He's like, is that my? He put any light that was on. He goes, "Is that my light?" Yeah, it's so, so crazy to see because he makes more eye contact than almost any other comic I know. Yeah, and it's menacing eye contact. Yeah, it's like terrifying. <laughs> He's such a weirdo. <laughs> what do you think's uh, what? What's the dumbest hookup that you, you've had? You've had a lot of like every time I have had crazy hookups, your hookups completely put me to shame. <laughs> Everything like when I've heard you at like the um, what the stripper show in Montreal or whatever that one oh, was. The, uh, or, um, stripper show in Montreal. There was the there was the nasty show, but then I thought there was another one where you talked. You were talk, you talked about that uh, that foursome or that threesome, which is oh, like with me and Metzger, one of the yeah, fucking that was, yeah, that was Metzger. <laughs> yeah, that I was didn't Metzger. know that that was Metzger. Metzger's big dick was the headliner. That story. How big is that guy's dick? <laughs> Fuck, it's big, man. It's annoying, big. <laughs> <laughs> it was always like I'd always laugh about it, and then we get him to pull it out, and then he pulls it out, I get the same sad emotion. Yeah, <laughs> like, ah, hey, watch Kurt pull really uh, dick out there, and then he the pulls room. it out, and I was like, "Fuck, dude, <laughs> that's a big dick." <laughs> <laughs> no more joking after that. I'm so confident in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, too. I never understand. Him and uh, Dave Smith both. Big Dave's dudes. Dave's got a huge dick, yeah. too, right? Tall, skinny dudes, man. Yeah, that's what... Uh, he's got a big dick, too. And then, but it's like, both of them, like, you know, when you... As a guy who's uh, the opposite of confident in my dick size. Right, right. Whenever I brag their dicks up, they're very, like... It's amazing how they're like, they don't want to throw it. They're like, ah, dude, I don't want to. It's like, really? <laughs> That's why Kevin Hart was great, man. Kevin Hart's got a big dick, and he couldn't wait to show anyone. He's got a big dick. Oh, it's ins- it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> He's five foot four. He's got like, a, at least a ten inch dick. Really? No <laughs> way. Completely ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> oh and he pulled out, and we we'd go on these gigs when we were like kids, man. Like, oh yeah, because Kevin was in that Philly scene. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Me and yeah. Kevin go to like a college or something at like. You know, and I was like 19 or 20, and Kev was like 19 or 20. And we go, and, and you know, and, and Kev's the outward, you know, confidence. and Like, he's always been that way, right? Yeah, and he would just, he, we'd bring back, you know, he'd get three black chicks to come back to the room. Like, two of them are just like, you know, holding up the fucking building. Fucking brontosaurus. Yeah. Just real big, you know, it's like they have cornrows, but it's just like three, like one giant cornrow in each part of their head. Like, like actual ears of corn. Yeah. <laughs> they like, they're like black dinosaurs, basically. <laughs> yeah. Just these big, you know, and they'd be like, uh, and then I remember, like, you know, we'd, and then there'd be one pretty one, and then Kev, you know, just like, you know, young guys trying to figure out, like, how to make the situation like that work, rather than, you know, before you knew you had the, the gift of gab to try to make me make something weird happen. Yeah. By kind of like, you know being the uh, marionette to that situation. But, like, we didn't know, but Kev would go, he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, he'd tell me, like, Dermia, 
He says, dare me to pull my dick out in front of these chicks. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, you should pull your dick out. He'd be like, and he was like, whop, just pull it out, and it'd be fucking huge. And then, like, he'd be like, Jay, show them your dick. They oh, what a piece of shit. Ah, no, but he didn't really. He, was, yeah. he wasn't doing it to be a piece of shit. He was literally going like, it's like, yeah, we're getting our dicks out. These girls don't want to fuck. And I'm like, uh, he's like, Jay, pull your dick out. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> I go, you're so tiny. You just wanted this huge dick. Like, don't. Like, like, I remember, and he, and he just took this girl. The pretty one in the bathroom, and you just hear him just going at it, like, super loud, even. She's, like, loving it. Literally, like, yelling out, like, uh, a few times I've hooked up with Kev, like, in the vicinity, whether it be in the room or in the next room. <laughs> yeah. Like, the other girls literally yelled out some version of, like, I love your enormous <laughs> 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 And I, and I gotta look at the girl that I'm talking to, and I gotta give her like look of like, like eh, the car. Like, eh, you start like fingering the wrong car. <laughs> you picked the wrong one. <laughs> like, you know. But I remember those those two girls in particular, those two big chicks. They were on one bed, just like sitting. Everyone was like fully clothed yeah. and shit. But you could see like their thing. Like they'd hear we'd hear them fucking, which is making the girls just like. Once the girl hears the other girl just getting railed like that, their inhibitions of being worried about being called a whore down there are just kind of like, well, I'll take some dick, too. And they're like, I remember this to give any, some kind of like a timeline on the uh, yeah. on the thing of what we were watching. I remember like sitting in the bed and the girl's like, so what do you want to do now? Looks like we're all alone out here. And I was like, have you guys seen The Matrix? The Matrix is like, yeah. <laughs> I made him watch The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he fucking bed. I was like, I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> These girls were just big. Like, oh it might be worse than the insult of like a big black woman That's seeing hilarious. a small white dick. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Hell yeah, no. That's one of my favorite bits. You're bit about a titty fuck them butt cheeks or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> butt shit fuck those butt cheeks. <laughs> way, I, I added some slang. <laughs> Even more slang to already a racially insensitive bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great bit. Um, check it out. Do you think that's the du- what's like the dumbest thing you've done in a hookup as far as like trying to get a girl off or something that you thought like come oh. up? You're like, oh, this is really going to help me find the clit. So- I don't. Uh, the dumbest. The dumbest. You know, it's funny. I think this has damaged me throughout life, like with women, like my lack of like. Uh, like I'm not aggressive with girls right. at all. I just never have been. Like I'm very like. I've had, often I have a girl be like, you know, uh, yeah, I remember. Do you have sisters? Yeah. I think young. that does it. Because I'm the same it's way. It's not, I but it's not. You think so? thing, uh, our age difference in my sister is so much, like they're younger than me. Yeah. That like, I don't even like have like the attachment to like, it's like, oh, someone hurt my sisters. Like they're like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're so far behind. <laughs> I think now they're just at the age now where they're probably fucking and doing whatever. But yeah. Like, yeah. It's not that, man. It's my own like, it's fear of rejection. Like I don't like. Yeah, I, I I was I was always taken back by when DeRosa lives with me, Joe DeRosa. Yeah, he's fucking got some of the greatest game ever. I mean, some of it's horrible to listen to, but he's, he is so confident. It's got to be horrible, but he just he lays so pipe in every fucking female who no, grabbed the microphone to try comedy. <laughs> 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 I made jokes before. I go, I, I just walked by a grouping of girls. Like this happened at the stand one night. I walked outside and literally said, as a joke. I go, are you girls all arguing over who gets to fuck Joe DeRosa tonight? And two of them immediately raise their hand and go, too late, too late. And then the third one was like, yeah. And they go, you did? I go, oh, what? All oh, three of them were making a joke and fuck Joe DeRosa. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That fucking shoulderless <laughs> who was described to me once by Kurt Metzger is a funny thing. He goes, it looks like Joe <laughs> was poured into a jello mold and didn't fully set before he left the house. <laughs> Came out like wobbly. Isn't, isn't that Kurt? <laughs> Joe hasn't fully set. Well, the best one is mold. The best one is Kurt. What Kurt says about what does Kurt say about you? What, what you look like? He said it. At oh, the yeah, like, I, like I fucking uh, <laughs> like a rhino, like a rhino like charge to a hot topic. He's left on whatever. <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Well, Soder has busted my balls on stage. He has a really funny thing. <laughs> he looks like I sell T-shirts for the Monster Truck Grave Digger. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, I think the best thing about Joe too is that like because like. Joe, uh, you know, I'm good friends with Joe, but in the middle of it, like, he'll get passionate about something, and you're like, oh, I wish I could record this, because this is the most hilarious fucking thing. Oh, I bet it's Like, he was talking about his tattoos, like, a week ago to the, to, like, uh, Nikki Glaser and Jamie Lee, and it was, like, it was astonishing. Yeah. (laughs) It was, like, I forget what he said, like, uh, uh, Jamie... (laughs) 
Jamie goes, like, he's going to get pissed off that I'm saying he's good. He goes, like, oh, it's almost like a superhero. He goes, well, you know, it's funny. When I was talking to the tattoo artist, I said Batman was one of my inspirations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Joe will really be like, he's so, like, proud. So he goes, he goes, I, I like this girl, man. Yeah, she's into the drums also. It's like, it's like, she's heard of Zappa. Like, all the weird criteria. She's not opposed to corduroy pants on a man. Uh, the worst but watching that build, like, the Joe, that's what's so funny to me is, like, watching Joe become the coxman of comedy, as I've seen him become, is yeah. so interesting to me because um, when he when he lived with me, when I, when I first like, kind of, like, told him to move up from Philly and, and, he, and he came up and moved in with me. Like, I'd watch the situation and he would have, like, what I was impressed by him was uh, his, like, tenacity. Yeah. Even beyond where I was like, I know where I would check out. And he doesn't. Like, he... Just uh, keeps going. Well, it's because he'd have these stories where it's like, uh, you know, how we're making out, me and this girl, I met her, and then I'm going, I go for her pants and then yeah. she moves my hand. And then we start making out again, and I'm playing with her titties, and I go for a pants, she moves my hand, and then, like, and then, and then some, of, some, of, some of the stories were, like, in the third time I go, and then we ended up fucking. And I'm always like, wow, dude. I mean, yeah. me, I'm very much, like, for, and, and I, 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 I think, yeah. what, if I move my hand, I go, so, but I'm almost more like, sorry, I don't know why I thought that was okay, I'm an asshole, I'm an idiot, <laughs> I leave, but I'm telling you, I think that comes from my, uh, my fucking stupid, it, it, it wasn't that stupid, I guess, but just like not knowing what to do. So I lost my virginity to a chick when I was 17 and she was like not a girlfriend at all. She was like a girl who was like, literally was like, it's like, you know, I'm going to show you how yeah. to fuck. She's like a neighbor and she was, oh, she was a yeah. cute chick and I was like, this is fantastic. She's older? She was older. Yeah, she was 22. Yeah. Cute, like really cute, good body. It was like great. It was bizarre. She turns out she was being molested by her uncle. <laughs> Even it's hard to call it molesting when it's when she's twenty two and it's still happening. But like I don't know, she was all fucked up in the head, which is funny because she was fucking some little fat. Kid. <laughs> I thought it was great. Like, I'm gonna molest but she was, but she, I thought it was but great. she was giving, yeah, but she was giving me, uh, but she was giving me like. Uh, She's trying to, like, boost my car. So she said, you know, I mean, she ended up getting yeah. into me and, like, being bummed when I started seeing somebody else. So then, but I went right from her to start, I was like, I asked this girl out from high school. And I was, and she said yes. And she was, like, a really pretty girl. And I was like, what? I'm like, this is great. Yeah. yeah. So, but I just assumed, like, I go to her house the first day, this girl. She was, like, a band chick, too. She, like, played in the band. Like, <laughs> oh, school wow. band. She's, yeah. So she's, like, a fucking, like, she was, like, a, I thought she was, like, a prissy kind of, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uptight like, chick. Right. Like whole she seemed like the girl that nobody would be like, you're not fucking this chick for a while. So but I was like, okay. But the first thing we go to her house, her parents are like out back on their deck. And we're like just inside. But you could like, you know, you could hear the yeah. parents like right out through the window. Yeah. And uh, she was putting my hand like up her shorts. <laughs> and, like having me finger. I'm like, this is great. So I'm like, yeah. you should come over to my house tomorrow night. Like, my parents are gone. My mom and steppop are gone. And yeah. I watch my brother and sisters, but they're, they're kids. They're little kids. So I'm like... They're in bed by nine, and we have the place to <laughs> go to my room. I'm <laughs> putting a boys to men CD on my PlayStation One <laughs> <laughs> because this is what I did with uh with uh, what you call with, with the girl with the, the girl I lost yeah. my virginity to, and like you know I was like this is you know we're gonna fuck, so she gets naked and we're making out, and I think I was eating her pussy, and then just assuming like well this girl wants to fuck, yeah. so I go over and I grab a condom. This is the second girl I'm gonna have sex with, and I remember this is the, sort of the stupidest thing, dude. I actually say the words out loud. I don't know why. She just, <laughs> I guess it's for the best to get rejected early on as this, but yeah. I, I, put, I hold the condom out where I go, guess I'll be needing one of these. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, she goes, nope. Oh. And I was like, nice. And I jumped on top of her and started rubbing my dick. And she goes, no, 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 I don't want to have sex at all. <laughs> she said, she didn't want to use a condom. And right away, I was like, yes. <laughs> This is your second time having sex. Uh, not my se the second chick. Second chick, But yeah. we never had, me and that girl never ended up having sex. So, uh, <laughs> she gave me two blowjobs and spit the jizz right back into my bush, which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. Like, and she smoked for like, 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 that's a way to plant new pubes. Like, your pubes will grow. I had to grow in their old mulch. <laughs> You know, like, I give shit to DeRosa, but I'm, like, he's so much better at hitting on women and, like, picking up girls you than know what I am. Up, you, you know, know what I mean? He's actually really good at it. So as much shit as I give him, I actually do envy how fucking good he I'm is. I'm going on the road with him. We're doing uh, San Fran yeah. in, like, a week. I'm going to watch him. I'm going to watch Oh, uh, Cobbs, uh, you guys are yeah. doing. That's going to be a great show. I'll report out, back. 
Yeah. Because I'm good, I don't know. I'm plugging everyone else's shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if DeRosa's got a great game. I'm going to go as far as to say from what I see and what I've known from when he, when he lived with me years ago, DeRosa's just that guy. Like, he will hang in there till so, 7 yeah. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're that guy who's willing to hang it out man, and, and just go for it that late, like, You'll get I, think, something. I think there's the, the, the witching hour where chicks are just like, I'll give you a hand job because I know it's 5 a.m. We either got to go to sleep or They're fuck. making deals by the end of the night. Yeah. I just feel like it's that. And, he puts it, and me, I'm very much like when the comedy show's yeah. over, man, like most of the time, is again, like I've had like I, I can never thank like, anyone for the mentorship I've had in, in comedy, man. I have like Patrice for so yeah. many years and Attell still like have me under his wing in so many ways. Like, But, but these guys... You Those also, guys ever have to work for you, it as far as getting women, or they would just like, it would just be they would be some able to show and be easy. It wasn't good for getting women at all. But I'm saying yeah. what, what's interesting about those guys, like you adapt you adapt people's kind of like uh, personality, like behavior mm-hmm. too, in, in a lot of ways. And and those guys were both like shows over, like high. I think it's affected my career in, in so many positive ways, stand up wise. But yeah. as, as far as interaction and like being a Twitter person and someone who stays on social media and interacting with the fans and stuff. It's been very detrimental because I very much like them. I'm like an introvert in so many ways that like when the show's over, it's like I want to hibernate in the green room till everyone's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, like pussy in that regard would come in situations of just like the girl who hung out being like, yeah. I wasn't leaving until I met you. And you're like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. And then, you know, and then eight out of 10 times, that's some girl where you're like, Thank you. Well, it's nice to meet you. Goodbye. <laughs> like, yeah. And sometimes it'd be something that would work out, you know, but like, uh, Oh, the last it, thing you want to do is like hang out with the audience afterwards. I don't understand. But people like, but you have to, you man. have to it's do such it. A th- all that shit. They, they tell you, it's like yeah. sit there and take a picture with everyone. And even yeah. the ideas of like people do that, like they take the picture and then you got to go to their website and all that effort. And they give you great. comedy advice and they give you. Oh, and you could use this. You use <laughs> this in one of your bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. Use this and they just hand you a noose. That's never ever worked by. You know, it's like a. Oh, that'd be a great thing though for someone to accept like a comedy award. I'd be like, honestly, my career was taking a shit. And then after a show, this one in Peoria, Illinois, <laughs> this girl walked up to me, told me a story about how her mom bought her a DVD player two, two years in a row for Christmas because she forgets that's how her mom is. <laughs> I started closing on that. And, and here we are. Things took off. Here we are. An HBO special later. Because ever since that lady viewer told me how her mother borrowed a DVD. Two years in a row she borrowed a DVD Everyone player. goes ape shit in the audience. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's doing this DVD player thing. Yeah, things weren't going so well. Then I met this guy's friend from work. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do this without Janice. I know you see a lady in the front row wearing like a, like a fucking sweatshirt with a cat iron on. <laughs> Oh, man. Have you done that Peoria jukebox room? No, whatever. Oh. Peoria, Illinois. Oh, my God. There's like a. That's. Uh, uh, it's crazy because there is like a lot of history. Like, Pryor grew up there, I think, and started like Kinnison or something. In the club. In the club, no. But they have like the C list strip club, like, right next nice. to it. Uh, it's called. Um, Pulse, <laughs> which is the worst. Which is and like, it's either a strip club or an '80s horror movie. Everyone's just <laughs> like, 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 like a fat version of one of the like villains in Road Warrior. It's like, <laughs> like spikes on their shoulders. Yeah, it is like they have like the half shaved head and shit. <laughs> but they're like, you know, they're all girls. You think you really have a real shot? <laughs> so it's like a different sort of feeling. You're like, yeah, maybe this girl get dinner tomorrow night. You know? <laughs> oh man, when I brought Solaris, how like a uh, you know infamous. The friendship of uh, Bobby Kelly and Bill Burr and, and DeRosa yeah. is because when DeRosa first moved up, I remember uh, like I would try to bring DeRosa around the clubs and get everybody introduced to him. And yeah. and I was doing a college with Bill, opening for Bill and Bobby. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll bring you. I said, just drive up because I was driving myself and meeting them there. I was like, oh, just come up with me. And then I said, they'll probably put you on for a guest spot and you get to meet him and hang out. Yeah, cool. I bring Joe. This is their first. Interaction with the roads. We do this college. It's like in Albany or something. And they go, oh, this is a strip club we're all going to go to. And I think none of it. I think DeRosa, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't even in strip clubs either. But it was more of a situation of uh, everyone's like, uh, we'll go because it'll be funny to go with a bunch of dudes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not really, uh, since I worked with those strippers when I was younger, I've never been 
Yeah, it's just like always like it seems like a more sad sacky shit or whatever. Yeah. But, but if like literally if it's like if you're on the road with buddies, um, and there's like, eh, let's go, yeah, we yeah, hook up the strip club, you be like, it's like, oh yeah, I'll go. Like, yeah, yeah, a novelty, yeah. yeah, sure. And uh, in this situation, I was like, yeah, let's go to this place, and it was like, it was the weirdest like fucking place. It was like, it was like a like where, a house almost. Where is this in, in Albany? Oh, yeah. I think I remember it was probably it was in like Cloud Nine or something like that. Yeah. Like, meet Bill, but this is this is pre Bill Burr's like fame and right. and Bobby and podcasts and all. This is just you know the, the college had like whoever was there was there. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And um, you know we're all and we go to the strip club and DeRosa was uh, enjoys strip clubs at least the time. You know what I mean? And he goes and and he gets. A dance that was supposed to be some kind of a deal, like two for one or something. <laughs> yeah. And he comes down, and all I remember is uh, this is the first impression of like Bill and Bobby with DeRosa. Is um, he goes over to the owner, Joe, and starts complaining that like it was supposed to be a two for one, but she only <laughs> danced for, like a song or something. Like that. And the guy keeps going. Uh, he goes, "Well, I don't know what you expect. I mean, like these girls aren't going to come just like." grind all over your lap and Joe's like no I know but I mean like you know it's like supposed to be two dances for he goes well I don't know what you mean and he's getting louder he goes you think he's just gonna go start grinding all over your lap and no, it's just like saying, a- and Rose's like Stop saying that! Stop saying it! It's like at the end of tag when some of the kid one kid starts crying. You're like, ah, oh, the game's fucking yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Peter's crying again. Stop saying that! And then Bobby Kelly talked. jerked off. And Bobby, we didn't have the yeah. money, so Bobby Kelly had money, and I. I think it was even like uh, <clears throat> before everyone would have a laptop. Yeah, I think Bobby Kelly actually went and bought like a porn DVD at the as you walk out of the. I've done that. Yeah, as you walk so out of the sad. strip club, there's like a porn like, it's like you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like a yeah. little gift shop. And uh, Bobby, <laughs> uh, Bobby grabbed the porn DVD, and like we were all like bummed because like everyone there was from the strip club, but it's like. Everybody would have loved to jerk off or get buzzy, yeah. but it's like we could, so Bobby had his own room. Me and Thoreau's were sharing a room, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I brought him along. And I remember uh, Bobby Kelly just, I just heard a knock on our door. Um, and I opened the door. And on the on the doorknob in the back of the door, he just put his jizz towel yeah. on the doorknob. <laughs> 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 and of course, before you think about it, you open the door, you just grab the towel, you go, why would he put it? Uh, uh, hey, yeah, you Good, good, good. Yeah, man, I've, I've, I've hooked up in strip clubs before, and it's have you? It's one of the most depressing. Yeah, you. What do you mean hooked up in the VIP room? Whoa, no, yeah. really? Yeah, I've never hooked up. This in a girl, strip club. Uh, my friend at the time was with me. He goes, she looked like Chris Bosch. <laughs> 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 it was like a really hot version of Chris Bosch. <laughs> as hot as that could get. <laughs> yeah, what's the level that gets yeah, to? It was pretty yeah. bad. If uh, you resemble Chris Bosch at all, you're not going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking yeah. pretty great. Uh, was, nice trip uh, oh, this is the funniest thing that happened. This girl, um, whatever. I can't I've gotten kicked this. out of this girl. Club. Blew me in a strip club. This stripper and the end of it, end of it, because I was a comic, and, and she was like, uh, "Oh, you're next door." This is actually a pulse. <laughs> oh, fuck now, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you? <laughs> she was there for two days. Went there twelve <laughs> times. And uh, afterwards, she. Goes, this is my favorite thing. Afterwards, she goes. Uh, she's like, you're doing comedy? I'm like, yeah. She goes, you don't do any anti-Semitic stuff, right? I'm like, no. She goes, good, because I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> she had all these standards. Oh, uh, dude, what's great is a stripper, like a white girl who talks like a black woman and then really is like, does not like anti like or like racial humor at all. Yeah. Takes it really personal for somehow. It's like, relax. <laughs> I think it's, South, no, you know, this like with the Philly, the South Jersey thing where it's white guys who act black but are still racist. Yeah. Which is the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, I don't want one of them dating my fucking daughter. <laughs> you are you sound like 2 chains. whatever. How can you fucking wear a clan hood? Dude, I, when I used to drive, uh, I had a job driving strippers to bachelor parties and shit, and I remember the first fucking girl I ever drove. Her name was Candace. I forget what her, that might have been actually her fake name. It's a pretty good fake name. It's not that. Yeah, because it was like, she was so hot, just like tan, real pretty girl. Our body was pretty sick, and she did all these like fucking, and the guys were just like way into it. And how that business just hit you, man, like a year later, I was driving for a different company. Yeah. 
and it was like uh, some great. The, the, the dude was great who I was driving for. So once in a while, he'd be broke. Yeah, I would just start doing comedy and shit, and um, I'd be like out of money. And these guys would, uh, oh, you just call yeah. one of those numbers that like, the same number you would call to, to like to get a chick to fuck or, or yeah. yeah 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 you just call them and be like hey you looking for drivers or something like that and like generally if you call the three or four of the places they'd be like sure yeah but, we're always, yeah. Looking, for but always guy looking for guys yeah yeah to go do it because it wasn't a lot of money but it was like quick money you know what i mean and uh, to me it was also like i was like fat insecure kid that was kind of like oh i'll get hang out with strippers. 50 bucks 70 bucks for the night but uh you know i'll see a strip yeah i lived at home still so it didn't really yeah 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 it wasn't that much of a big deal but this guy it's like me and my house and i go to his house and it's such a great like he had an apartment, but he's like a bodybuilder, so he's always wearing like fucking Joey Buttafuoco pants and like Everlast nice, shirts. Like, ever the Everlast like, with, the, with the wide yeah, cut, yeah, like yeah, yeah. neck, the cutoff sweatshirt. And his whole yeah. he's got a floor just long. Like, he's got limited furniture, but he's got like seventy fucking bodybuilding trophies and weightlifting trophies <laughs> on the floor of his do- of so what would like be a, a dining room. Probably, yeah, 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 more than likely. But 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 he was the one that ran the uh, like you know he was it was his company or his yeah. service whatever he was saying. He goes, yeah, you're going to drive around uh, this, this hot Asian chick, and uh, and my cousin is a stripper. I'm like, oh, wow. And it's like a year after I started. Oh, wow. <laughs> a year, uh, dude. Only a year. And this cousin that he was talking about happened to be... Candace. It's Candace, the yeah, first girl yeah. I drove around. And just a year of that business, man, like fucking like this Asian girl was hot. And, you know, it's, and we go to this party, and I was like, she didn't look good, man, this chick, Candace. Yeah. And as we're dancing, it's like you overhear the guys, and you're like, uh, and they literally be going, I was like, man, that Asian chick is hot. He goes, I wish that AIDS patient would get out of the way. Oh, of your oh my and, and I go, God. I go, I go, oh, you don't think she's hot, dude? I go, they're both beautiful. He goes, yeah. He goes, look at her asshole, man. As he said, I go, right on cue, I look over, like, just her asshole's like, discolored. Like, she's so pale that her oh, asshole's, like, super brown. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to paint the picture that it was like shit. It was just like she said, like, yeah. that just doesn't look just good discolored. anymore. Yeah, 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 just yeah, yeah. Just under the weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like her asshole uh, been up for days. <laughs> Dark circles under her asshole. So I remember, and we go, and we go back to uh, in between gigs, you know, the Asian girl took off, and then, you know, we're waiting for another gig to come in, maybe. So it's like we go back to the bodybuilder's apartment, and he's not, and, and he's not there, and we're living on, sitting on the couch. And I, mean, I remember she was like digging her feet, kind of like, and yeah, like, uh, like you know, I was sitting down, yeah. so she was like, kind of like under my thigh or something, which is you know suggestive to some degree. And she was like, uh, she goes, he's probably not gonna be back for an hour if you want to like fuck around. I was like, ah, we shouldn't. But I, I really, the first night, oh, I, I'm leaving out an important part of this. What's funny about that is the first day I drove her, I was just a year sucker. before, yeah, a year yeah. before, I thought she was beautiful. <laughs> we were driving home. Uh, she goes, can you stop at a Seven Eleven? I'm like, sure. She goes, I'd like to buy myself some flowers after this. Oh! I was like, I was like, no! I was like, why? She goes, just because, you know, it's a long night of hard work. Oh, I no! So I was like, I buy myself flowers. So I show up at her house the next day. I drive her off. I go, you deserve someone else to bring you flowers. So <laughs> she's like, and again, you know, she's probably like, fucking like high on coke or something. She's like, thanks. And just like close the door and I'm like, right. so then a year later for her to be like, let's fuck. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> That's a big difference. Yeah. She you look like a new fun. vampire. That might be the saddest she thing like a new vampire. <laughs> <laughs> so trying to figure it all out. Oh, that is always, like you know a girl's a low point when they, I've, I've heard a girl say that before. He goes, I'm just going to date myself for a year. I'm Valentine's Day. I bought myself chocolate. No, but even that's like a... No, but to actually buy yourself flowers. Yeah, that's the saddest thing. And then be like... And to make the stop. It's not like you're like, oh, I can put in my apartment. You're making an excuse. Put in my apartment. I'll spruce up my apartment. She literally just went to a 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. Fucking shit flowers. Yeah. (laughs) 7-Eleven. Flowers are assholes. It's wrapped in newspaper. It's wrapped in newspaper like fucking fresh fish <laughs> <laughs> just a some plastic flowers oh, oh my god yeah it was that some sad be- session and, I, and i've never like uh the only girl those those stripper gigs that ever was like did you ever hook up with any a chick now no a chick work a chick worth anything was one that was like literally going to like at the university of penn law uh med school wow so yeah. she, and she had a really nice really apartment smart. and she just wanted it but she was like it's funny and and bouncing quote unquote which is what i had to do for these girls at these parties like you would she, go up with them. Yeah, yeah, she was the unless they were doing like escorting, which some of them did. But yeah. like, but for the pure, just like, like stripping part of it, 
like she was the most dangerous to go with because like she did the leap. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was like you couldn't touch here and you couldn't touch there. Right. Like, you know, this is the right. the, 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 the No, it was like uh, the med students. The oh, only yeah, one yeah, of them yeah, that was yeah, ever yeah, like yeah, yeah, she yeah. was going to get out of it. It was like the worst one to drive though because she's the most like reserved and they have the most problems with her. The ones that are like uh, you know when the guys like how much to suck our dicks and she has a number. <laughs> those were easy. Like, yeah, there was no know, complaints. We drove, a, we drove a girl one time. This is actually so fucking, uh, such a fucking funny thing, man. I bring my buddy, Little J. <laughs> That's what we, we were Big J and Little J. Uh, was it Vern Troyer? <laughs> <laughs> that was my buddy uh, in South Jersey. Oh, I used to have a job. I brought him one night mm-hmm. just to do a gig with me, and we we brought these. We, we, we was driving. It was like an ice storm in Philly. And in Ocean City, New Jersey, there was a bachelor party, and we were supposed to bring these four strippers who were like the four, from what I was told by the company, got the four hottest chicks they had that they were going to send out there and they're fun and they do all this shit and they were, I think they were going to like escort and shit. Yeah. And they, they all canceled because this weather's so bad. So he sends me to pick up these three. We're only going to go three now. One of them is driving herself who's like, when she showed up to the place, she was like, oh wow, this is like a hot, like blonde yeah. chick. Like she's doing, all right. she's hot. The two I pick up with my buddy Jay is one comes out it's like a, <laughs> a little old lady no. like literally wearing like you know a below the knee length like you know burlap skirt like one of those like, like a real fucking librarian fucking Amish she had like a uh, you know like her silk shirt she was wearing had like the bow like a big bow under the chin and like you know, she's wearing like a blazer and holding a purse with two hands in front of her oh yeah. my god she gets in the car and I'm like, wow, this is better. And they give me directions to go to the other place, pick up the other. And then comes out a little, uh, a little muscular, a really thin, like cracked out black chick who has a Bobby Brown haircut, like from a My Prerogative, like the Gumby, like the two levels. She got a Gumby. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, these guys are not going to be okay. <laughs> but we get there, and they're so cool, these guys, because they see the humor in what's just happened. <laughs> and I'm sure they were given a discount because of the, yeah, yeah, the girl yeah. not being there and whatever. Right, and right, sorry right. about all this, but, like, you know. Yeah. So you said these girls, and I remember the, the, the hot girl walks in. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, look at you. And then they, and they go, oh, you brought your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so these girls start dancing around, and... Uh, it's fucking really fun. And then the hot one, as she's taking off her clothes, is starting. you're starting to realize, like, oh, shit. Like, a lot of smoke and mirrors in this one. Like, her body's actually pretty busted up. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, like, so, by the way, the, the black girl and the hot one are, like, dancing a lot. They're dancing around, doing their thing. The old lady's sitting there holding her purse in her lap. I remember one of the guys who laughed a lot. He was like, hey, um... <laughs> Uh, clean up or something. I mean, we got, we got you here. Like, do something. At some point, a guy comes out. He's so hammered. He just goes, he goes, I'm doing it. And he goes, you. And he grabs the old lady by the hand. He just takes her in the room. And he comes, and she just comes back out like like 10 minutes later, like exactly the same, full still holding a purse. And he goes, shouldn't suck bad dick, y'all. <laughs> and she sits down. She sits back down. At one point, a door opens up. Uh, like the door, like it's like an accident or something. And like the bachelor is getting blown by the gumby hair chick lady who's just oh. like sucking oh. dick. And then, uh, and then it opens up again later, and like he's fucking this little gumby chick. Right? <laughs> oh my god! And then, and then the uh, the hot one goes in, and this is no bullshit. There's 15 guys at this party. Literally, the the best man doesn't fuck. But every other guy fucks the hot chick two at a time. They take turns. Whoa. From the first set of two, from from the first set of two, they walk out, and there's two guys waiting to go in. The guys come out, and they all do this. Every single one of them walks out, and they go, fuck, dude, not worth it, man. They go, they go, they go, they go, she's on her period. And and then the guys go, oh, man, yeah. But as they're saying, yeah, they're like, yeah, and they're walking in the room. Oh, man, that just sucks. <laughs> and they go in. They all went in. So we take this chick like a dummy. Well, first, we drop off the other two girls, which is fucking hilarious. I drop off the old lady and the fucking gum. And the gum. I remember being at a toll booth. We come from Ocean City, so you stop yeah. these little, like, you know, like 35-cent toll booths. Toll yeah, booths. Yeah, yeah. And, I go to the toll booth, and she goes, she goes, I'll tell you what. 
She goes, he wasn't my type. And this is why I'm paying the lady. This is the old lady saying this? This is the black chick. Oh, okay, okay. She goes, I'll tell you what. She goes, he, uh, he wasn't my type, but that white boy fucked the shit out me. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm handing him like a 35 cents to some lady. Like, she me, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like she's kidding. Oh, the old lady didn't talk at all. I dropped them both off. And the other girl goes, you guys want to go to like <coughs> Denny's or whatever for... For breakfast? Some some breakfast or some shit. I mean, and she offers. She goes, do you guys want to fuck? And we're like, like, you, like you 15th and 16th. Like, like, now you're going for a pleasure gang thing <laughs> after that? Fucking, like, what a fucking, like, what a damage. It was. So, we're, of course, we're like, no, yeah, no yeah. thank you. Um, What was fucking talking about, man, women, how bizarre women can get. So, my girlfriend at the time knew I did this job. Right. She'd come with me before. And I really didn't fuck this job. And by the way. I'm not trying to make myself sound like uh, anything uh, noble yeah, about that. Like, I wasn't having them throw pussy at me, and I'm not aggressive. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, you know, I said I was, I was attested to, uh, I don't think I said that, but, you know, the do I need one of these, the condom story? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's why if a girl moves my hand off her pants, like, I leave because I'm like, I'm an idiot. I, feel, yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to ever feel, I felt so stupid when that chick was like, whoa, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I felt like a dummy. Like, very exposed. So it's like... Uh, I just never went for any of these chicks, and they weren't, like, throwing pussy at me. Like, right, right, right. And I said my buddy Little Jay went with me just to kind of, like, hang out and like, keep me company for the gig. And his girl apparently was not okay that he went. Not even that okay that he went with me. Mm-hmm. And so she decided with my girlfriend, this is insane that women can do some shit like this. They concocted that they were just going to say a friend of mine who was a girl called... And said, this is the greatest. My, my ex-girlfriend was a dullard. I mean, she was a really cute chick. <laughs> that was a girl who was younger than me. Body and, and face, like, really, like, fucking hot chick. Out of my league, hot in that regard. But she was young, too young to know. And she was, like, a dope. Yeah. I mean, a real dullard. Yeah, it's amazing how less hot they get as, as it goes on. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, because yeah. you just kind of, like, it's, it's hard to see. Yeah. Fucking point, I had to point you in the right way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, and she was like, yeah, she was a dope, but well, she was so dopey that his girlfriend, who wasn't much brighter, comes over and they're complaining and cocktail. Like, my friend uh, Martha, her name was called. We're gonna say she called and said, quote unquote, like, hey, tell Big J and Little J, thanks for, for having sex with me and my friend last night. And I'm like. <laughs> So he tells that. It's one of those things where you're like smiling. We're like, 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 like she's a five year old telling this story. You have to see through him. But it's like, do you want to point the own flaw in what you're saying? Because no one calls and says that. Oh, they're not there. Well, tell them thanks for all the sex last night. But, but they adhered to it. And she adhered to it so hard. So here's the thing my girlfriend didn't have a problem with me doing this job. Little Jay's girlfriend got her so worked up that they were going to make up the story to see if we would admit something. That she just convinced herself that it was true when she knows she made it up. <laughs> so I'm going. So I'm going. Well, I mean, you're making this up. I go. None of this happened. So then I call my friend Martha. I go. Did you call her? And she goes. And I hadn't talked to her in a while. So it was even one of the things she goes. She goes. No, I didn't. She goes. But it's good to hear from me. Like, how are you? I'm like. I'm like. I can't. I gotta call you back later. I was like, because I'm. Just, you didn't call, right? I'm like, I'm starting to even ask you this, and I'll tell you later, and we'll laugh at why I'm asking. Because. You said that you called and said, you know, thanks for all the sex last night. <laughs> so my girlfriend, it was so funny, man. Just like any testament to not dating someone who's retarded, <laughs> even yeah. if they're hot, was it was the other girl's idea to make this lie up. My girlfriend just agrees to go along with it because she's ultimately they're trying to catch little Jay and they think he did something. But he, not did, even with you all night. he didn't do anything with me yeah. either, but... She's coming, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, and you know I brought home money last night. What are you talking about? I was like, I drove in this ice storm. It was very dangerous. Like, the whole yeah. thing, like, I was in contact with you most of the time. And she's like, uh, she's like, I can't believe you're cheating on me. And she's like pacing. And I'm like, you are retarded. And she goes, and then I go, I go to my buddy Jay. I go, dude, you got to get your girlfriend and get out of here. Like, this is insane. Like, this is my, and then my girlfriend just goes, I can't believe you're cheating on me. And she punched me in the fucking face. Like, oh, full steam. I'm like, I'm spitting out blood. Like, are you fucking crazy? Like, you're punching me. You know you made it up. You definitely made it up. And why now? Obviously, like, you know, 15 years or more later, like, what well, I, I would say, we fuck, like, we didn't. We even got offered gross period pussy. And we said, no. 
She just makes you see. Yeah, because you, you had a bunch of like, She knows. That the phone call never happened. Like, oh everything God. she made up. That is she like punched a, me. That is, a, that is a real dumb person. Yeah. <laughs> that is like... Oh, a, dude. No, dude, she was fantastic. Yeah, Metzger. Well, she says it out loud and she goes, oh, he did? Dude, Metzger. <laughs> Metzger used, oh, he did? Metzger used to love her because she was... Well, so what was interesting was, well, I was living in South Jersey. Um... You know, my friends were all, like, uh, good dudes to this day. They're all, like, but, but I'm not, like, I, I, when I started doing comedy, it was really, like, a, a weird, like, awakening in some way. Because, like, growing up in Philly, Philly isn't really is a lunkhead fucking place yeah. of dudes. And it fed a, 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 a side of me that's very genuine. Like, I'm a guy, I like to go tailgate an Eagles game, and fucking I like the Eagles, right, and I right, care right. about sport, you know, the Sixers but and that, Eagles. But was it just last week there was a fight that broke out in the Christmas tree lake yeah, ceremony? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. You know, they're animals. <laughs> it's a town full of fucking bad people. Yeah. But I do love, I love the sports. I love yeah. that. And I, I'm not opposed to the lunkheadedness of, like, you know, some fucking Philly shit. But, like, it was interesting. Is like I got even, like, my late teens – and I would like get into like David Lynch movies, and yeah. it's, it was even as like maybe even like hacky artsy fartsy as that right. seems. Like they're good movies. No one yeah. of yeah. my friends was interested in watching a David Lynch, so I'd be like you know the Ritz movie theater by myself and right. stuff, watching a racer. So yeah. So then when I saw when I saw started doing comedy, especially in the, in the black circuit like that, like it didn't really change any like f- like my feed of like just long kid fucking like I already had like the wigger thing going. Web. But then I met Metzger. And Metzger's friends. And Metzger went to, like, Philadelphia Art School. And I started meeting his friends. And it was like, oh, wow. Just people that would talk about something a little bit different. Where I felt like I wasn't, like, the smartest person dumbing down to be friends with people. I was like, fuck. Like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, you know I what I mean? Yeah, they're yeah, talking yeah. about books and shit that I've never, never been a reader. So they're like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. but I found them very interesting. And kind of wanted to, like, hang out with uh, those people more. And, um, oh, fuck, man. I lost my train of thought. I'm so just... Stupid pothead. <laughs> um, ah, it was going to be so great. Anyway, Metzger's smart. <laughs> You're just saying, like, um, getting well, out of that world or whatever. Is there anything, like, because, you know, it's a, my dumb friend's the dumbest shit you've ever done, Pie. Is there, like, I don't know why, all of a sudden it's become, like, a completely different podcast. By, this, <laughs> by the way, I'm closing this, but is there any other one dumb story you want to say before we get out of here? A dumb, dumb story? I think that's where I was headed. I thought I was headed to a nice, dumb story. Hmm. I've done a lot of dumb shit. I'll tell you, this is a... <laughs> we definitely want to have you back, so... Yeah, here's a good uh, a good stupid one. Dude, were you around at all for Lucian at the comic strip? I was not. I started, I think, right after he died. So Lucian was the longtime booker at the comic strip. And um, <laughs> I remember going and auditioning and coming right, pretty much right out of the black circuit. Right. Keith Robinson found me, Kurt, and Kev, and Philly, and... Started bringing us to New York, and he got us auditions pretty quick at the comic strip. Yeah. Which, uh, I went up there, and I, you, you performed for this lady, Starla. Oh, yeah, she's oh, still yeah. around, I think. Yeah, she's Starla. She's like 100, right? yeah, 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 I'm sure. Starla would watch you, and she would deem if you did good enough to push you next week, you'd come back for Lucian, who was the main booker, for forever. Like, you know, going back to Eddie Murphy times and all that shit. And he was a weird, old, skinny, freaky dude. And he, um... An odd guy to talk to. Odd personality. So Starla, she fails me the first time. The second time I go up in front of her, she passes me on. And, and when she passes me, she says, um, she goes, well, here's my uh, conundrum with you. Is that, like, I think you're very funny. You got a thing. And I was still doing a lot of, like, my set was still very like, geared towards a black room. Right. She goes, you're very funny, but I think you're, like, very specific type. You're not going to work it every time slot. You couldn't do every show. And, and I think so. I was like, do I pass you on to Lucian knowing that he might fail you? Or do I pass, or, or, you know, or do I not pass you on until you need to like, do more work and something, even though I think you're really funny? She goes, well, I'm going to, I'm going to pass you to, through to him. We'll see what he says. And you'll go up for him and see what happens. So I go, great. That's great. And I go up the next week for him and it, it goes pretty good. And he calls me in the office and he did pass me, but like, I feel like, feel like a moron. Like now, here's the thing: when she said conundrum, I got through context what the word meant. My yeah. vocabulary wasn't super strong enough that I was. I never really heard that word before. <laughs> yeah, I go around a bunch of this fucking. This is a literal dumb story. <laughs> 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 
so I sit down in that room with him. He brings you that that little tiny office and talks to you, and you're like, it's, it's nerve wracking. The biggest thing ever, yeah. It's nerve wracking. It's the first club I've auditioned for in New York now, and I'm about to get in. It feels like because the set went good. I don't even remember what the set was or how. Like right. in hindsight, I'm sure if I watched it, if I was like me now watching me then at the room, I'm sure I'd be in the room being judgmental and dicky, like you know, right. nice yeah. fucking shitty. I'm the only white guy in a black place joke. And like, so I'm sitting in the room with him, and he goes. He goes, well, here's the thing. He goes, you have an energy that I think would be good for our later shows when it's more, this is a quote, he's like, more Latino and colored. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, but, you know, I don't know if you're really ready for, like, you know, our big, like, heavy hitter shows with all the pros. And I go, well, yeah, Starla said that was her conundrum. Last week, I I said a whole full sentence or paragraph, and he goes, goes, well, yes, that's very much the point I'm making. It's conundrum, by the way. And I was like, yeah. I go, yeah, it was, wasn't it? And you almost, I stopped myself literally from going like, in defense, I didn't know what the word meant either way. (laughs) It doesn't matter how I pronounce it. I go, well, Starla did mention that was her conundrum. (laughs) And so I go, hey, we're two smart guys having a back and forth. Oh, that was was your smart guy moment. You're like, yes, that does sound like a conundrum. (laughs) (laughs) I was having a bit of a conundrum myself. To be fair, he did do it in front of a guy who just said color. Cancel each other out. No, no, no. It's always the worst, man. Because I've I've done that before. Where I said Camus, I said it was Camus once, and I was like a reading for a play that I wrote. Oh, I think I've. I think I pronounced that Camus. Yeah, I did that. I don't even know what it means. I was on the road with Marin, and I was like really nervous, and then I said. I mean, this is so stupid. There's a Paul Krugman, and I called him Krugman, who's like an editorialist. At That's time. not even a thing. Yeah, but it's like the way he said it. He goes, I think it's, I think it's Krugman. And I'm like, I think it actually that, is like, Krugman. What? I think it's uh, actually well, Krugman. Well, the other one, then I fucked it up. Oh, okay, you know okay, what I mean? Yeah. It's like either Krugman, and I'm fucking up again. I <laughs> but, uh, like, you just have that feeling. You're like, when, when somebody says that, it's like, oh, I have no opinions anymore. Oh, correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. real correct. You become okay. this big. Yeah. <laughs> But when you know you're bullshitting your way out of it too, you're yeah, like, you're like a fucking that's why I thought about that. I was, I was like, I was like, like literally when he said that when he when he was describing the same thing Starla described, I was like, here is my moment to whip <laughs> out this fucking vocabulary word. <laughs> I am going to drill it. I'm going to use it in a sentence. You just start, start overusing it. You're like, well, listen, we're a couple of conundrums, okay? <laughs> <Yeah. Unless> you- <laughs> I love what you've done with the conundrums. <laughs> I woke up today feeling a little conundrum, and, uh, but I came in. And I was like, I was going to try to play through it, but we still we still find ourselves in this conundrum. Now. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Should I audition again next week? Uh, what, what's going to make this conundrum less free? Thank you so much. Well, uh, for coming. Coming. Is there anything thank you uh, want to pop? Your podcast? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We do Legion of Skanks is available on iTunes. And uh, other than that, BigJComedy.com. Check out. Yeah, check out his album. It's awesome. Cool. Thanks Center. again, man. And wait, awesome. before we leave, too, I uh, just want to oh, yeah. pop yeah, uh, f- a few things. I forgot. Phil Pickens does our opening song, and I forgot to mention that. Oh, a couple. right. Oh, yeah. uh, you can check out his stuff online. What's the uh, website? Uh, it's just philpickens.com. Okay, I, have okay, fucking, right. I have no idea. He's a, he's it's a guitar player. It's conundrum. It's You're a conundrum. <laughs> someone, should, someone should buy that domain. Conundrum. <laughs> and uh, this guy, Sleepy Dan, makes t-shirts, so check him out. Are you, are you kidding? He sent me, I swear to God, he sent me t-shirts. Isn't this from years him. ago? This is, yeah, from a year ago. And I completely <laughs> forgot. I told him I talked to him about it on Best Week Ever, but I never did. And then the third thing, if you want to donate to our podcast on all things comedy, uh, if you like what you hear, just... Don't you know, have donate, donations. Donations for the network. For the network. For donations yeah. in the network. And, and if you want to email us, it's dumbfriendscast at gmail.com. Yeah. And follow us on Twitter at dumbfriendscast. At dumbfriendscast. <laughs> No yeah, more that could have gone better from both. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get better. That's, our first, get a, yeah, that's, that's our, our first round of plugs that's like that. That's the first yeah. professional thing we've done. Thank you so much, man. Thanks I appreciate again, man. it. Thanks See for coming on.
Happy New Year from the My Dumb Friends Podcast.